What if there was a way for your thoughts, your words, to be sent into the future and to be understood and appreciated by someone anywhere on the planet? Would that not make us, in a way, immortal and give us the power to communicate across time and space? I'm Bella St. John. Join us as we venture together to explore the history of those words, the history of the novel in A Novel Idea. Welcome back for our last episode. Oh no, I'm sad of the of a novel idea. Professor, in this episode, we're going to to wrap things up a little with taking it taking it through to you know, no no rules apply. So we've we've gone through a whole history of the novel. We're at a point now where we're going to have a little bit of a look at Ulysses by James Joyce, who seems to have forgotten the fact that punctuation marks actually appear on a typewriter. Um, and we'll also have a look at the the rise of the graphic novel. But then let's have a, a talk about where to next for the novel. Let's let's kick off with with dear old Mr. Joyce. For those who haven't had the pleasure of reading or attempting to read Ulysses, can you tell us please what this book is, but also why it is so important in the history of the novel? Right, I mean, um, this is a uh, very important um, representative of a certain kind of modernism in which um, um, <clears throat> the idea is not to take into account the, the rules of the genres, for instance, not to take into account the fact that a novel has to have a plot more or less clear and, uh, um, and to, uh, to, to, to pay attention to what the readers would be interested in. Here, um, the, the modernists uh, <clears throat> sort of have a new type of game in which um, I do whatever I think is interesting, and you, the reader, have the responsibility to understand, even and especially if it is difficult. Okay. Um, I, uh, personally, I must say that the um, the uh, the, uh, the language is incredible. The the the, uh, uh, the English of of James Joyce is just superb. It's uh, superb. I cannot say that I understand all the <coughs> um, structure of the novel. Uh, the end also is, is, is pretty moving. <coughs> but what is, what is clear, it was a great attempt in the early 20th century to, to, sh to, to, to create these huge um, um, uh, works of art, sometimes in architecture, too, but in, uh, in uh, uh, the abstract painting, for instance, some of the music um, try to do that, in which uh, <clears throat> the pleasure, the immediate pleasure of the reader doesn't count mm. from the public. What counts is to try to, <clears throat> to, to um, tell the reader you have to um, pay an incredible amount of attention and concentrate, concentrate almost as in the Middle Ages people mystics concentrated about the mysteries of the faith. And these are the mysteries of the art, I would say. And uh, um, uh, <clears throat> Ulysses by you is a very, very good example. And I think it's also it's important, as you mentioned, with regard to the architecture at the moment. Anybody who's been to Prague will know of the buildings Fred and Ginger, 
which is a, it's a fast. I'll, I'll put a, a, a photograph up so that you can see, which is a fascinating piece of architecture. And I think there was a period where it was really let's let's throw the the rules out and let's just yeah. see what we can come up with. Yeah. And so we have an, a number of those with regard to as well. With, so move, moving on slightly to the graphic novel, but segueing from one to the other. So we have a situation where we're now in uh, in World War Two, and uh, people are you know are wanting heroes. They're you know wanting you know people you know you know going out there and, and you know and kicking kicking Hitler's butt, etc. And so you had the first of the comics appearing around that time, the late 1930s into the early 1940s. And you have the rise of the likes of like a Superman, for instance. And there's even one famous comic of where he's got Hitler by the, yo, know, and I'm going to take you off and, you know, and show you what for Mr. Hitler. And he's, oh, yo, please, please don't you. Then you moved on a little though, and you had a situation where there were a couple of fellows who decided to bring all of those comics together and put them into a book, which was essentially our first comic book called Famous Funnies. Move forward though to the end of the Second World War, <clears throat> and now people aren't aren't wanting you know the harsh tones. They're not yet. You know, then there was a not a, a book that came out saying these these comics are making the youth violent and this and that and the other. So now you get to a point where Superman's in the kitchen and stubbing his toe. It wasn't long after that, however, where people are saying, I, I want more of this. I want this yeah. style of entertainment. And you have the launch of the graphic novel in the likes of the Black Knight, etc. So can you pick us up from there and tell us more about the, the graphic novel from that perspective? I mean, I, I wish I knew more about uh, uh, this, but the, um, the, the graphic novels are <clears throat> very powerful because precisely because of their simplicity because it makes you see you don't even have to to uh, uh, first read and then see in your mind uh, what they are just taking care of you they try, try to please the readers and help the readers you just see it okay so just to give an example uh, um, <clears throat> of one of the most difficult novels in the 20th century is by uh, the French author Marcel Proust uh, uh, about the uh, um, uh, lost time. Uh, okay. <clears throat> it's hard, I don't know how many volumes. I, I read it and I liked it, but, but it's, it, uh, it's also very boring and it, it takes, takes a lot of, lot of energy to, to write it. But when you, uh, some of the parts psychologically is very interesting. Okay. And a friend of mine a few years ago gave me the comic, uh, the, 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 the comic book after the first volume, the, the and it was a pleasure because I, uh, I didn't need to go through these sentences which in French have something like 30, 40 lines, more than one page sometimes, okay? It was just an image and I could see page after page and it was um, so gentle and so polite and so beautiful. So, so it, is, it brings literature closer closer to your eye and to, 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 uh, and to your mind, okay? 
So uh, another autobiographical moment, because I like popular literature, uh, when my son went to, to school, I allowed, uh, I allowed him at age of, I don't know, was seven, eight, to, to have comic books, and he took them to school. He was the only one in his uh, class who was allowed to have comic books at school. Yeah. So uh, this makes him very successful because he borrowed, he lent them to, to, to his friends. Okay? I don't know, in that neighborhood, the parents were very severe about it. Why? They are so much fun, and they, they have also a certain dignity and morality. Why, why should one not uh, uh, let kids play with comic books? And I find that it's fascinating as well that um, if, if we talk about uh, graphic novels, uh, a lot of people will know of manga, of the Japanese yeah. uh, graphic novels, which yeah. I think is fascinating to take us full circle back on where we started with the tale of Genji, right. because right. This, this novel, if we call it that, was disseminated not on paper or parchment, it was actually disseminated in artwork. It was disseminated in woven pictures on women's gowns. It, the, the stories were told through artistic expression, visual uh, uh, creative artistic expression, as opposed to through words. And so I, I do think that it's, it's fascinating that we've taken that full circle all the way back to, to where we started with that. And so to wrap up, where do you think is next? for the novel? Where is it going? What is it going to look like? Um, here I must tell something about uh, myself. Um, I just was, a few years ago, I was expelled from the International um, Association of Prophets, simply because I do not want to make prophecies. It is true that this association doesn't exist. <laughs> But it's very difficult what happens next, because we, we do not know. Who would have believed a few years ago that we'll be in front of a, in a situation of a new war? Okay? We don't. So uh, uh, I think that it's better to believe in the con a little bit in contingency and the, uh, in the unpredictable nature of the future of the world. <laughs> and I think that's a beautiful, beautiful place to end our lovely series. So, well, I, I think that that's, I'm, I'm just so thrilled. I'm so honored to have had the opportunity. To oh, have on. I'm honored. No, it's, it's from, well, from my perspective, the reason I say honored is that I honor the fact that you've had a life of learning about your passion. Professor Pavel, it has been an honor, truly, to, to, to share these things. It was a pleasure for me. Thank you. Thank you. Honor for me. Thank you, sir. Well, I hope you've enjoyed our series on the history of the novel. Feel free to, to chime in, send us any questions or whatever, and we might be able to follow up with you uh, in a, you know, who knows, in a sequel. So take care, stay safe. Bye.